0: I feel like the one thing that I will leave for my son is a hatred of everyone else's favorite team.
1: My, my sources tell me that Hank already hates everyone's favorite team, and he's not even a week old. How, how did you do it so quickly? I'm just real proud of my son. <laughs>
0: Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being at Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and joining us on this, what will end up being the final edition of Tep and Step for the 2018 season. A little sad. I'm sad, too. It's been a
1: fun ride. It's been a fun season.
0: This is this has been, and you know, the... the um, the reviews of this podcast have been very good people are people like this podcast they like the insider nature and I've heard from a number of people say hey i really like I really like the fact that you guys can just like go really deep onto things so that's what's
1: uh that's what's really fun and I think we're going to go really deep on some games this week because sadly there are sadly there are only twenty games left. This week, and then twelve. We're down to thirty-two games left in the high school football season. Thirty?
0: Uh, no, thirty-three. So <laughs> we are. So we're recording this at five o'clock on Monday, um, which means that we are um, still waiting on a semifinal, a one yep. A semifinal. Mc- McLean is playing Garden City. The war on weather does will not end. Will <laughs> this game was originally, I believe, supposed to be Thursday. And then it got moved to Saturday, and then it got moved to Monday, and then it got moved from Leveland to Tulia.
1: They couldn't get all the snow
0: off of the field in Leveland. <laughs> so, it has been absolutely ridiculous. Um, but they are... Um it is, uh, but that game will finally go on. We will finally punch our fourth ticket to AT&T Stadium. We will find out who uh, Milford will play mm-hmm. for the 1A Division One state championship game uh, 2 o'clock Wednesday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. But we are closing in on the, uh, uh, closing in on the state championship games. We are already very hyped. We're going to have such great con- content for you at TexasFootball.com. Bigger and better than ever. Uh, but first, Matthew, we must start as we always do. With the Texas high school football fun fact of the week, awesome. Max tried
1: last week, and he had a good. You know fun what? Fact. First, did you listen to Pet
0: I did, and I want I want to go on go on here and say, listen, thank you very very much to Matt, to Max Thompson for coming in uh, and, and and trying to you know trying to fill my shoes. I appreciate they're very that. large shoes. They're very, they're very large and unwieldy shoes, uh, so I appreciate that. Uh, but we are. Uh, I am back. Thank you for filling in the gaps while I was uh, away uh, doing something or other. I can't really remember. So, um, in that step, All right. here's your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. It's end on a high. Yes, end on a high. As of right now, there are 45 Texas high school football teams remaining. Including the McLean and Garden City, because we don't know mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Of those forty-five, how many are looking for their first ever state championship?
1: Okay, okay. let's start. Where's my bracket here? Oh, jeez, are you going to try to go like yeah. go through it? Yeah. yeah, hang on. Okay, one, two, one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're listening to live coverage. Yeah. See, this is what's great about a podcast is that I can fill time while he's counting. He's trying to he's trying to count how many. This is good. This is really good radio. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This is what people pay for. This is why you're you're an insider, folks. You hear Matt step sixteen. Wow, an excellent guess. Fifteen.
1: I stopped after, after 481. 15.
0: Very good. Like... Very, very good guess. 15 of the 45 teams, a full third of them, are looking for their first ever state championship. Um, as many, or 12 have won, uh, but they these are the teams that are currently looking for their first. Groover, Cal Allen, New Deal, McLean, Alvin Shadow Creek, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> San Antonio Wagner, Silsby, Yokum. Fort Ben Marshall, San Saba, Grandview, Wichita Falls Rider, Malakoff, Amarillo Tascosa, and Decatur. Mm-hmm. Fifteen Texas High School football teams still alive looking for their first ever state championship. Although it's cold to hear. but then there's others like I mean, there's others that kind of fall that don't necessarily fall in that category, but like for example, Longview. Longview has that title in been a while. thirty nineteen thirty seven seven ish. Yeah. It's yeah. been a long, long time for them. Um, they've only got one uh,
1: Fall City has that one from a few years ago. Beaumont Westbrook has one from the 80s. First, yeah, Beaumont Westbrook actually. Isn't it funny? Beaumont Westbrook won a state title in their first year. They're still alive. Avalon Shadow Creek mm-hmm. in their first year is still alive. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And of course, there's only. We will not, by the way, we will not have a team win their ninth. Uh, eight is the currently the record But none of those four teams With South Lake Carroll's elimination last week mm-hmm. None of those four teams are alive We can get a team to win their eighth And that would be if Alito did yeah. But then there's three others that have six In Carthage, Lake, Travis, and Mart Two more with five in Allen and Highland Park Two more with four with Canadian and Newton And then Quero and Strawn have three apiece. So that is your Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week, the final one of the 2018 season. So normally we would go through and we would do our draft. We'd each pick five games that we're most excited about. But here's the thing. There's only 20 games this week, and we're hyped about all of them. We love them all. So how how can we possibly choose? So we won't make you. Here's what we're going to do instead. We're going to do a viewer's guide. Okay? We're going to do a viewer's guide. I like that. And we're going to take you through... The Texas High School Football, fun, uh, Texas High School Football Weekend, uh, from Thursday, from the original for the first kickoff, which is Thursday at six o'clock, all the way through the last kickoff, which is Saturday at eight o'clock, okay. and we're going to talk about every single game. Uh, we may not go. We may. We can't have this podcast go for four hours, so we'll be a little bit, uh, yeah, a little ex- more brief. A little bit more expedient. But the great news is that you are going to absolutely overdose on what we've got at TexasFootball.com. You'll be ready soon. for the weekend. You will be absolutely ready. You will know what to watch. So we're going to go through the schedule here, and let's start. Six o'clock Thursday at beautiful Sherwood Memorial Stadium in Plainview, as the Albany Lions will take on the Groover Greyhounds in a two A Division two. State semifinal, and Albany is the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's about three teams in this in, that are left that you go, huh? W- w- no, we no we you, you, you b- we buried you. You're yeah. done. And Albany was one of those. Yeah, I remember us. 5. I remember us sitting here with them at 0 and five, and be like, "Well, it's just not the year for Albany. We were wrong about them because mm-hmm. we had them pretty highly rated in the magazine." Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, we had them. They're Albany. I mean, they're always they're always in the mix, but they yeah, have faith. F- always has his team. In the they mix. have
0: figured it out. They've rattled off nine straight. Um, two of those wins over Hamlin, by the way. Two of the wins over Hamlin, which is certainly saying something. Um, their their offense has really found some balance with
1: Cutter Edgar and Ben West. Uh, but get this, Ben West last week threw for six, five touchdowns, two hundred sixty-seven yards. And then he also Hamlin was you know around midfield. They were it was thirty-four twenty-eight. They were around midfield. They fumble. Guess who picks up, picks up the fumble and runs it in for a touchdown? Ben West. Ben West. Had a fumble return for a touchdown. Ben West. If we were doing Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, he might have been in Uh uh-huh. He'd certainly been in
0: it. Um, so they're going up against Groover. And Groover has been a much more... They are a much more traditional semifinalist in the sense that they're 13-1. and one, mm-hmm. They have been clobbering people mm-hmm. all throughout the year. We've known since about week seven... Or eight okay. This team is for real. This yeah. team is, is
1: going places. But they've been overshadowed a little bit because of all the attention in the Panhandle going to Wellington. What a year in the in the Panhandle. Yeah. And so Groover, we kind of all thought, okay, Groover going to play Wellington in the semi in the in the in the, in the semis. They're probably going to get hammered because mm-hmm. Wellington was such a significant favorite. And then Wellington laid that egg against Hamlin. All of a sudden, this game, the winner of Groover Albany, they got a shot to go to Arlington here. Yeah, a shot they didn't think they probably had. Um Groover's been known as a basketball school for years. I mean, Terry Felderhoff's got that thing humming. They, they in four in five weeks they played Stratford in week eleven, beat them fifty nine twenty eight. Turned around last week and beat Stratford fifty to fourteen.
0: Their offense
1: is crazy. It's a right thrower, now. yeah,
0: it really is. Their quarterback Keegan Kelp, Keegan Kelp rather. Um, He's a home run hitter.
1: Yeah, and Bryce McLaughlin at running back, and they've got Jalen Conyers, the mm-hmm. uh, transfer from West Texas, who's moved in and given them a big target out wide. You got a lot of weapons here, and, I, and you know, I think on paper you take Groover, but mm-hmm. man, something about Denny Faith and Albany—it's this time of year. Yeah, it's hard for me to pick against them now. Just I picked against them last week, and at my own peril because they—they won. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I, th- I think Albany is a team you got to keep an eye on just because of that playoff pedigree. It's
0: amazing what's happened there, and so yeah, I think you're right. Is that uh, you have the nail on the head? On paper, Groover's probably the favorite, but Albany is so hot right now. Those intangibles, man, and and they're so hot, and and Albany knows this is the time of year when Albany thrives. Mm-hmm. Groover is is kind of uncharted territory. They've yes. had great teams, but not necessarily like this. And
1: uh, they're looking for their first uh, first state title appearance ever. I believe so. I don't think Groover's ever been to a title should game. Pull that up just for future reference. But um, I know the Greyhounds have been in a basketball powerhouse for years and years. But yeah, you know, they, they have football. Well,
0: and, man, so what much. and what a year in the Panhandle too.
1: Um, like Groover and Groover's never rolling, been. Yeah, they're looking for their first state title. A great year. Canadians doing Canadian things. They had um, a lot. You know, West Texas had a great year, and you got. Tascosa, mm-hmm. Caprock had a great year. Mm-hmm. Hereford got to the quarters. I mean, it's, it's been a strong. It's year. It's been a great, there. great year.
0: Uh, by the way, Albany looking for their fourth since two th- in the last decade. Oh
1: nine, fourteen, fifteen. They don't have to play. They have to go against Rashad Paul this time. They don't. Yeah, yeah. But, but hey, the, you get, your reward might be Mart. Yeah, your, yeah. <laughs> the, the new, we'll the new Bremond, but we'll get to that. So that
0: is six o'clock on Thursday. Now moving to the seven. Uh, now moving to the seven o'clock hour. Who will they face? We will find that out. Who will the winner of that game face? We will find out at 7 o'clock Thursday at Georgetown ISD Stadium uh, as the Mart Panthers take on the Falls City Beavers. I watched a fair amount of Falls City and Burton while I was hanging out with Hank mm-hmm. um, on the couch and... Um, hashtag blame Hank. Hashtag blame Hank. And um, we, were, we were hanging out hanging out on the couch and, and uh, our friends at Texan Live we were doing the game. And I don't think people appreciate how good Keyshawn Johnson is. He's unbelievable. This guy's Awesome, yeah. he's a Mr. Texas Football finalist. Um, this guy has been spectacular in a lot of ways. He is a one-man wrecking crew. The Fall City team is is um, you know the Fall City has had great teams in the past, mm-hmm. but they've really been kind of uh, greater than
1: the sum of their parts type teams. Yeah. They haven't had a superstar. And he had to put him on a. Because I think their running back was battling. I don't, I, I don't know if Licey played yeah. or if he did. He was really limited. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Keyshawn had to take over the bulk of. The, I think he had 37 carries mm-hmm. because of the uh, injury to the running back. So, uh, and Fall City had lost to Burton three straight years in the playoffs. And they.
0: And by the way,
1: boy, it sure looked like they were going down again. Yeah, they, they got
0: it done. Barely. Burton got the ball. Uh, with about uh, two minutes left, although, I, you know, about two minutes left, and they kept running that kind of – they put D. D Winters in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, uh, the Wildcat, and they just kept running the same power sweep, the mm-hmm. same power sweep, getting six yards, seven yards at a time, and they line up for a game-winning 28-yard field goal. It just doesn't go through in Fall City. We well, made
1: the first one, but Bret Hart <laughs> called timeout. Bret Hart, man. Man, that guy, what's his record? He's it's, done a great job since coming over from his last year at Wellington was the year that he was the OC for the state champion team at Wellington and then went to which ironically Wellington beat Falls City in the state championship mm-hmm. that year and he went to Falls City and he's done a great job there. Uh, he
0: has done he's been unbelievable. He's a friend of the show, a guy we a guy we we know and like, and um he was thirty one and nine coming into the year. So so he's forty five and nine. 9 he's been so good. Pretty solid. He's been really, really good. Well they're going up against Mart. And Ooh, I saw them Thursday.
1: Yeah, what'd you Ooh. think? Was that your first time seeing them this year? Yes, and wow, Um, Roger Freeman, the backup quarterback,
0: who's like a defensive end,
1: he is a monster, and he runs the zone read really well. And Munster had no chance. They were just from the get-go. Mart hit him. Mart got the ball, scored, hit Munster in the mouth, forced a fumble, scored again, and it was basically church. Munster just had that look in their eye, like they really didn't want to be there. And Mart was just... Now, this is... Now, Mar- Par- Mart plays angry, and and I, I know, like it. I know Parker McGrew went down in that game. Um, he, did, uh, got hurt, he got hurt on the opening kickoff. He played one play and then couldn't continue. And
0: I don't think anybody's going to mistake this Munster team for last year's Munster team. No,
1: definitely not. But that's not a team that gets demolished. No. And- Their only loss this year was to... Children, Children, really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is a real that was a really good monster team, and Mart took them apart. Mart could it, it could have been seventy five to nothing if Mart won. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was that
0: big of a blowout, and that is for me the thing that maybe I am just getting kind of colored by what I saw whenever whenever Burton decided to unleash their individual superstar in in deep into Winters. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if Fall City is going to have trouble containing the weapons.
1: That Mart is going to throw out it It's there. not just Freeman. No. It's Tyra Korn. It's Shatidrick Bailey. They've got, they got they've got dudes receiver all over Demetrius the f- Green yep. and that Elijah Green on the defensive line was a animal. Yeah, the monster could not block him.
0: The, and and this strikes me as I feel like I feel like Mart has probably seen a team like Fall City and I don't know if Fall City has seen a team like Mart. Yeah, I would agree. So
1: yeah. Mart is a souped up version of Burton. They really are. Yeah. So
0: that's the two A Division two game. Uh, we will have uh, probably at about uh, ten o'clock Thursday night. We will have our first eleven man mm. state title game. Um match upset, set, yeah. match upset, mm-hmm. set, and that game will go off on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Wednesday night, which is why they are
1: playing on Thursday, by mm-hmm. the way, if you were wondering. And then one more game on Thursday. You'll be at this one. Yes, Ooh. the crew, me, uh, Max, and Ish, and Brady will be uh, taking the swag wagon down to Waco. 7.30 p.m. Friday, Thursday night at Waco ISD Stadium. Beautiful Waco ISD Stadium with yes. the most elaborate patriotic Boy, <laughs> <intro>. it is <laughs> It is the most patriotic. Every
0: time I go in, there's like, I remember, and we're in the Premium Podcast, and we love our friends at Waco ISD Stadium. They take such good care of us. They're really, really great. But I remember the first time I went there, and then, like, they're doing, like, this big, they have this big Jumbotron, like, tribute to America. Mm-hmm. They're playing, like, all they're playing the,
1: um, the, the, Proud to be an American song. They're playing the boot-in-your-ass song yeah. from Toby Keith and all this fun stuff. Yeah.
0: And then they, like, show on... I looked up, like, I was just talking to my. I looked up, and, like, the Twin Towers were on the screen. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Anyway.
1: And then you do... Well, then you do the National Anthem, which yes. is protocol, standard of protocol. Of course. And then they do the Texas anthem. They do do the Texas anthem. They do the Texas anthem after that, which I'm like, this is weird. And uh, I don't know the Texas
0: anthem. No, I, I, don't, know I don't know it either. the Texas. Anthem. I know. I'm sorry, guys. We're we're, we're being we're, we're telling you guys this in confidence here on the Premium don't Podcast. Tell anyone, but it's, okay, it's, it's feel a little awkward. While wait, I'm eating my Bush's chicken. <laughs> 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 you're, you're just munching away on your chicken finger. I don't know what you're like, i do not gonna Chicken <laughs> finger sure <laughs> is good. good gravy. Um, Seven thirty p.m. Thursday, to ISD Stadium. A spot in the two A Division One State Championship game is on the line as the San Augustine Wolves takes on the Mason Punchers. And if you like teams that are going to hit each other in the mouth, do I have the deal for you? Uh, San Augustine and Mason will go at it,
1: and this is old school football. Um, San Augustine had a total of zero yards passing last week and their 43-17 <laughs> went over Teneha. Um, that's, I, I mean, Tenaha's a team
0: that like I feel like we forgot played for a title last year, but played for a title probably because they took a couple early losses. And... They, over,
1: they, I think, you know, they, they went up to Division One this year yeah. with a new coach mm-hmm. and they did a great job. And Let me tell you what, they are young. Mm-hmm. They're going to be back. Tenaha is going to be around next year. Folks. They're going to be a problem, but San Augustine ended up kind of molly whopping them. And... Yeah, 22 straight fourth quarter points. Uh, they had uh, two two got Quarterback TJ Thomas Had 169 yards rushing Kavorian Barnes 246 yards rushing They just kind of They
0: got another Barnes them. I do I, I want to say they're related But Because uh, they're both sophomores mm-hmm. And their both Last name is Barnes One of them The other one is uh, Del Marquis Barnes um, But they are um, They're not brothers
1: I bet they're cousins I bet they're cousins co- They've got to be real. It's, it's San, San Augustine, Augustine. <laughs> It's a tiny town Um <laughs> well, San Augustine yeah. One of the oldest towns in Texas By the way Yeah um, Beautiful San Augustine
0: Um so, this is... But T.J. Thomas, their quarterback, has really been the star of this game. And they're going to grind it on the ground. They want to run, 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 run. And normally, we'd say the same thing about Mason. Mm-hmm. Let's take a moment and appreciate what Mason did last week. It was fantastic. Mason, that's, that might be the most impressive performance of the weekend. And we'll get to Duncanville in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be the most impressive performance of the weekend. Because they lost their starting quarterback Otto Wofford, yes. in the second quarter. And there was it was 14 nothing maybe It was 14-7 at the time I believe. 14-7 and you're like, "Okay." Maybe 14 yeah. and it was refrial scoring. Yes, drops. it was. Um and Otto Wafford, their quarterback who of course because it's 2 a is also playing defense, uh gets thrown out for targeting. It did look like by the way. I've seen replay of it. It looks like it was the right call. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that it was the right call. Um it didn't look like the Mason coaching staff was arguing it too, too much. Um, it looked like it was the right call. In any case.
1: Let, let's be, be uh, clear. There's some confusion on the rule. Uh, Wofford will be able to play. Yes. This week. He, he's, you only are sitting out to half if you get ejected for like a fight. Yes. Not for targeting. Yes, so, so he will play. Wofford will be starting the game. And, and
0: the thing is, so then they go, and this felt like another team that we're going to talk about in a minute or a little bit later, which is Austin Westlake, this felt like a team... That looked over there and they said Alright, the offense is not going to be able to Bail us out tonight Defense, we've got to bow up mm-hmm. And the defense held down a Refurio offense That had been lighting people up That just lit up Shiner yeah. And held them to 14 points They had a, a goal line
1: stand That was the key, it was 21-7 Mason And, and Refurio was on the goal line And Mason bowed up and stopped him And then went like on a 16-play scoring drive yeah. To just basically and, kill Refurio's will
0: and, and now
1: I feel like they're the favorite in this one because yeah, I think so. Um, Saint Augustine, you know, credit Saint Augustine. This is second straight Region Three title. Um, mm-hmm. Region Four is tough, and, and we we always thought Region Four was the region in two A Division One, and we felt like the champion of this region was going to be in Arlington, and I, I have no reason to believe otherwise.
0: But Mason is a team that you know, if you if you if you what I love about this time of year is this is when um, the casual high school football fan clocks in, like right about now, they clock in and they go okay. okay uh I'm, I'm gonna pay attention because it's december and i like good high school football and i'm seeing the commercials on tv for the state championship games maybe i'll go to a game something this is when they check in mm-hmm. and i mean if you're listening to this you're not a casual high school no, you're you're a, a, you're you're a, a dork like a, us. you're a dork like us and we love you um and so if you're mason or if you're if you're seeing this and you're and you're saying oh mason okay well that's the team that uh they just run the ball that's david morris team
1: mm-hmm. um you're not wrong but they've got a lot more balance this year. They can throw it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's made them really much more dangerous, and that defense is still there. And for the first, the thing,
0: the thing that strikes me, and, and it goes back to that that Refurio game. The reason that Refurio always had Mason's number was that they had athletes that Mason didn't. Mm-hmm. Is that they had speed sideline to sideline that Mason couldn't match. And now, to get over that hurdle, I mean, that makes me wonder if they're just ready for prime time and they're yeah. team to beat in two A Division one. Um, so it is. Uh, it's San Augustine and Mason. It'll be a lot, a lot of fun. This game comes down to stops. I think it comes down to defense. Whoever plays b- plays the better defense. Uh, both defenses have been really, really good. Something's got to give. But super fired up for this one on Thursday. This will be tonight. a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited to see it. So that's Thursday. Thursday we're done. Um, let's now move over to Friday eleven and games go. on the slate. Eleven games on on the final big Friday night of the night of the year. But we start Friday afternoon, Ooh. four o'clock Friday afternoon at the at. In Frisco 4 o'clock A spot in the 3A Division 1 title games on the line The Brock Eagles Fresh off a thrilling win Over previously unbeaten Shallow Water Take on the Malakoff Tigers And I'll be honest There are some games this week That I feel pretty confident in my pick And my, pick's by, my pick video comes out Thursday per usual We're back on that one um, I got no idea I
1: got, I got no. This is maybe the toughest game to call this weekend. Malakoff is playing so well right now, Bingo. and then also, by the way, they got back their 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 running back this week. You know, they they've been mm-hmm. playing. there the, their two losses, uh, junior running back Kevi Rose and senior running back R.J. Carr did not play. Mm-hmm. Rose came back. Carr has been out since September 14th. He came back last week, first time playing since September 14th. He ran for 180 yards on 10 carries. Jeez. <laughs> he was in pretty good form. Are right, you so. say, saying he didn't have too much rust on him? Mm-mm. My goodness. Malakoff ran out to a big lead on Atlanta. Atlanta scored a couple of touchdowns late to make window dressing. <laughs> no. that, that game was never in that, that
0: game was 31
1: and a half half or something yeah. like that? So you got RJ Carr, Keevy Rose, and then sophomore quarterback Dar- Darian Peace is playing really well. As well. They had three 100-yard rushers last week against Atlanta. And they're going up against a team like Brock that, that Malakoff's going to have the edge, the speed, and the skill positions, mm-hmm. but Brock is so big and so physical – and even last week, you saw it. They, they don't get rattled in these no, situations. They, I mean, they were down by four against Shallow Water in a hostile environment because Shallow Water had a huge crowd on Sweetwater Thursday night. And Brock just, no big deal to them. They just went down, and scored a touchdown, and win the game. Yeah, had Eight seconds left. That's the thing about Brock
0: is that if you care about the intangibles and if you care about having been there before and all that fun stuff, undoubtedly yeah. it goes to Brock because that man, another guy in Chad Oral that, like, he is he probably I mean we, we he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I mean this is a guy who every single year this team is competitive. Every single year
1: this team is a state title contender. Yeah. And more importantly, every single year this team doesn't beat themselves. No, they 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 are they they are what Salina was on their mm-hmm. Halcyon days, and it's no surprise that Chad Worrell was a coach at Salina. Mm-hmm. He learned from G A Moore and, and Butch Ford and those guys and that coaching tree, and and it's you're seeing a lot of old Salina with Brock. I'm really interested to see how the Brock defense matches up against Malakoff's
0: kind of speed on the yeah. outside because I will say that, you know, this is what's fun about the semifinals <clears throat> is that and we'll talk about this with another game that's coming up on the on this on, on the podcast, um, is that different regions have different styles. Oh yeah, and styles make fights. And styles make fights. And mm-hmm. so now you have region one with Brock, which is physical Maybe I mean I don't mean this I don't mean this Derogatorily But lumbering mm-hmm. um, They want to beat you down Beat you to a pulp Going up against region two Which is speed mm-hmm. That is speed Just uncut East Texas athletes speed In this region Just yeah. dudes And so I'm interested To see what this What this fight makes sense. And I'll say This game being indoors On a fast track mm-hmm. You look at Malakoff yeah. And you go Okay This is a team That to certainly Keep an eye on Do you consider Malakoff East Texas I do yeah It's so, in Henderson County So my yeah, my folks um, My folks are rooting for them Because uh, they have a uh, If I may just, uh, They've got a lake house Out there Ooh. On Cedar
1: Creek mm-hmm. Out there the, on Cedar Creek Where's the violin <laughs>
0: yeah, I um, consider
1: As as someone who went to college In yeah. Athens I do consider I, do. I think they're East it's, Texas It's Henderson County They're right on
0: that East Texas They're about as far west For East Texas as you can get yeah, That's about right They're the, right on the edge Of East okay. Texas But in any case That's my matchup there I'll beat um, this game by the way And I want to see if they can If they can grind it out on Like Ma- Brock 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 do what Brock do yeah. <laughs> like, Brock's, gonna, Brock's gonna run the ball And they're gonna run the they, team one defense. they could be playing The Dallas Cowboys Or they could be playing The Little Sisters of the Poor And they're gonna do Their game mm-hmm. plan uh the question is, what does Malakoff? What, how does Malakoff match up with them? And um, I don't know, man. Malakoff's just feeling it right now. I, I, well. I, this, but as I mentioned, this is such a tough game to call. So that's that's the first four o'clock game. The second four o'clock game. Let's go to four A Division one, and let's go from Frisco to Arlington, AT and T Stadium in Arlington. The first high school football game
1: here. Yeah, it's first one since of, the of of the of the season. There, since uh, were there any like no. Yeah, since Sci and Waco Midway. Yeah, they're going to pop the cork mm-hmm.
0: on 2018, four o'clock at at t Stadium. The Waco La Vega Pirates will welcome in the. I'm sorry, I must be reading the sinker. You sent me the wrong thing. Oh. This is embarrassing. It says it says that they're playing the Decatur Eagles. I think, they, what they, they I think six. What are they? I think losses. I think you meant to put somebody else there. No. Well, let me, let me,
1: the, no. Six loss Decatur Eagles <laughs> Who finished <laughs> fourth Four
0: and six Entering the playoffs
1: And they have just caught fire Man, Man Mike Fuller What a job he's done and, uh, I, have a, I have this really hard time um,
0: I always try to hold back My praise of Mike Fuller Because he was my High school football coach mm-hmm. When I played mm-hmm. at Coppell And so I, mm-hmm. I always I think inevitably In the same way That like inevitably I always kind of Self-demote hell whenever they're playing a game I don't want to come across as feeling So I kind of overcompensate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, With that But uh, what he's doing right now Is so incredible And the job that he's done at Decatur Remember this is the Decatur team we buried And we didn't bury them during the season We buried buried them in the preseason When their star quarterback um, Uh, Wilson Hicks Hicks Decided you know what I'm going straight baseball We go well okie dokie That's going to do it and instead Mike Fuller's son Roman has
1: stepped up in a huge, huge way. Do you remember, do you remember, when you were playing Cobb Do you remember Roman hanging around?
0: I think he had like just been born. Oh, I'm okay. dating myself. Okay. Oh, um, you're, uh, you're maybe he I was hanging around. Um, okay. let's see if he's that old. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, I mean, because he's a sophomore, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he w- had just been born. Okay, so he's a he was just a baby, little baby. Um, but it is unbelievable what Decatur yeah. has done, and they've done it basically. There's nothing special about it. Roman's Roman Fuller's well. been great.
1: Their defense against the run it has been really up. good. Stepped up in a big way. And they beat Wichita Falls-Hershey twice. They slowed down DeMarcoy Foster twice. Mm-hmm. Last week, they slowed down Seth Dixon mm-hmm. from Herford. They've done a great job against the run. Um, and they're going to do a good job against the run this week because they are playing one of the most nastiest, physical, run-oriented teams in the playoffs in the La Vega Pirates. So La Vega beat Argyle last week in the, in the rematch, and we
0: kind of hinted at it on this... Program about how if Vega gets another shot at Argyle, yeah. I think there's a good chance they beat him. And, and and let's be honest, that game was that game was thirty one fourteen. That was not a seventeen point victory. That was a
1: thorough yeah. butt kicking. Yeah. John Richards, who did not play in the first game, uh, made up for lost time with oh two hundred seventeen yards and four touchdowns against that Argyle defense. I mean, I mean, <sighs> this. Uh, Inevitably, whenever
0: you talk about La Vega, a lot of people are going to... um, You're going to compare them to the 2015 title team Mm -hmm. that beat, by the way, Argyle in a title for a a championship. Um, You're going to end up paying attention, like comparing them. This is similar in one aspect, in that that defense is still the same, which credit to Don Hyde, now the coach, was the defensive coordinator. Credit to him. This is a different offense, because if you remember... That La Vega team threw the ball a fair amount. Uh, they they had, had Jamal Williams, Jamal at quarterback. Jamal Williams, a quarterback, who was um, uh, Willie Williams' they son. They had a big
1: tight end. I think who went to, I think he was D D1 kid. Yeah, they, they had yeah, that, yeah, that, that corner who went to uh, SMU. Or
0: this is a lot more
1: of like a traditional,
0: we're big and physical, and so we're just going to be big and physical and beat you mm-hmm. type team, as yes, opposed to a little bit more defense, and they just pounded out. It's not you. a
1: lot of smoke and mirrors. No,
0: it is not. It is, we're going to block you. And then we're going to run past you, yeah. and we're going to win.
1: And then on defense, we're going to knock the snot out. Dude,
0: that defense is nasty. And that's what, I mean, you're, gonna, you're, you're exactly right, is that Decatur's done an excellent job so far um, going up against big physical teams and matching up with them. But this is the biggest, arguably the biggest physical team, yeah. most physical team in the state. Mm-hmm. Below six A. I mean, yeah, they're nasty. <laughs> this team's
1: nasty, and so I think this speaks to also how good Paris was. Paris gave yeah, them a game for a while It really time. was. La Vega dominated Argyle last week, and you they just, don't. you just. We don't take that lightly. We know how good Argyle yes. is, and for La Vega to do that is super impressive. It is. So Shh, uh, I think we've. Look, Decatur is a great story, but I mean, I, I'm not sure the run. It's a, it's, it's an. Up, I mean, let's make no make. You know what? I can pull up our pick, our picks, because we're on the premium. If Decatur loses, they'll have the
0: odd eight and seven record. Eight and seven. <laughs> uh, so the computer at this point, um, the computer has. Okay. I don't buy this. They got La Vega by thirty. The computer has La Vega As a 30 point favorite Over Decatur I can see it I mean I I, I think La is a favorite And this is one of those games That I would be shocked If La Vega didn't win the game
1: I think I took La Vega by 14 I'm usually very conservative You are picks. I'm gonna
0: take I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna end up taking La Vega This is probably the game that, that on paper Looks like the biggest mismatch But at the same time Decatur don't care but I think the other thing is that, like we would note, it doesn't. I think it doesn't matter who comes out of Region One. We were always going to take the winner. Of
1: region Absolutely, two yeah. We, region Two favorite was all it was good enough. Region Two was always going to be a favorite. So that's the four o'clock slate. We now have four seven o'clock
0: games in a row. All right. We will go from smallest to largest. Let's start seven o'clock Friday night at Abilene Shotwell Stadium. Beautiful Shotwell oh. Stadium. Battle of unbeaten's. Best press box
1: nachos in the state. The New Deal Lions versus the San Saba Armadillos. What a job. What unbelievable what's going on in San Saba. Unreal. Fourteen and oh. Jared Ficotch's crew and you know, they did it again last week. They uh-huh. they got they jumped out on De Leon had like seven turnovers in the first game they lost. And they come out and San Saba's defense forces three first quarter turnovers uh-huh. and they run out to a twenty one nothing lead and just kinda just kinda nurse the nurse the game along yeah. and win twenty one thirty one fourteen. Yeah, just kind of like Honestly, it was one of those
0: games that, like, if you if had reversed the score, you would have been like, oh, well, Dillian just kind of did what Dillion does this time of year, which is that they just kind of they get up on a team. Great story for San Saba. We're going to hold you at arm's length. Mm-hmm. San Saba looked like the team in control the whole time.
1: Yeah, They're the playoff newcomer. I mean, Dillion went to the semis last year, I think. Yeah. And San has just had their number all year. And, and Sean O'Keefe had a big game. Nilion kind of contained uh, Eli Salinas, uh, mm-hmm. who had the big game against Celeste, and O'Keefe stepped up, 164 yards rushing, two touchdowns, 111 yards passing, and a touchdown. So, um, but man, they got their hands full. They got one. their hands full because New Deal, New Deal, New Deal's offense New Deal has been is a
0: flamethrower right now. New Deal's offense has been crazy. Uh, Jet Whitfield, their quarterback, and then DK Blaylock. We've talked about how they
1: have a, um, they have, I mean, they have a D one they have a weapon that that most in two, almost everyone in two A D one just can't match just up. Just doesn't with. have. They can't match up with Blaylock, and then you've got a really good quarterback in Whitfield. Yes. So I mean they just annihilated West Texas fifty seven to six last week. And their defense, after struggling against Panhandle the week before, just completely stymied West Texas. Um I think I think San is gonna score mm-hmm. in this game. I worry about their defense. But I just I don't think they have I, I, it's going to be. They're going to have trouble slowing New. That's Deal. That's kind of where I'm at on it too. Because New Deal has a similar. You know, they had a lot of trouble with a mobile quarterback. Celeste, uh, the Rector kid for Celeste, gave San Saba all kinds of trouble in that game two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And New Deal's got a similar signal caller, but Rector was pretty much it for Celeste. Um, De- and Whitfield's got weapons galore around him. He really does. And that's that's the thing is that it, New
0: Deal's super fast. If this too. is going to be. Like, if this gets into a track meet, this game could be really fun and interesting and come down to the wire. Yeah. But if if this game ends up who, becoming who gets the most stops, the advantage is we have to go to New Deal. Yeah. The computer has this as a New Deal's a nine-point favorite.
1: Um, that sounds about right to me. I definitely see, like, a 45-35 yeah. kind of... I think it's gonna be, there's going to be points in this mm-hmm. game. There's going to be I, points. I see a 45-35 type win for um, New Deal. It's going to be great. Um,
0: I will tell you that we are not in the business of rooting for teams, but I will tell you that... Um,
1: if I could get a selfie with an armadillo at state championship games, mm. um, I think Hector's already got her eyes on it. She does that jerk. I heard Hector's already game planning for a mascot plan selfie war.
0: Three A Division two now. staying at seven o'clock. Seven o'clock Friday at Texan Drive Stadium in Porter. The East Bernard Bremas mm. will take aim. At the Newton
1: Eagles Good luck, East Predard <laughs> did, uh, did you
0: watch Scoreboard on Friday night? Sorry, uh, Saturday
1: night? Saturday night? Uh, so, it was on so we while, did, I was watching, uh, while I was watching While I was in my
0: hotel room, actually So, so. We, did Newton, we did Newton highlights And I got to do the Newton highlights And the way that I entered the Newton highlights I, had like a, I was on a single cam and they, they had the camera on me And I go, you guys ever see the Saw movies Where it's just like guys getting their limbs taken off Limb from limb, really gory and bloody Yeah, I like those movies Here's Newton and Dangerfield highlights. That's exactly how intro <laughs> yeah. it is. It's and not suitable for women and children. No, it's really not. Because Newton hung 79. Yeah. It started slow. On a Dangerfield team, by the way, that shut out
1: Corrigan Camden the week 66 before. 66 to nothing. 66 to nothing. <laughs> Newton's so ridiculous. I looked at it. Newton has currently three three players. They have five players with, with Division one offers right now. Mm-hmm three who are committed, Jeez. and they've got two others that I think will get Division One offers before their high school careers are over. That's seven potential D1 players on a 3A, D2 team. And and they're not just at skill spots. No. They're, they're up front. Yeah. They're loaded. they got dude. They're, I mean, like, now look. We, we're,
0: we'll talk about East Bernard in a moment. Um, like, I don't want to bury these teams. But, like, right now, we have East Bernard as the seventh best team in 3A Division two. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. I think that's fair. It's, it's, they're a really, they're a really good team. And, and East Bernard, by the way, has a schematic advantage. The slot T, mm-hmm. they run it well. The defense has been really good this They've year. They've allowed seven points in their last three games. They have been exceptional defensively. This is a really, really good team. This is the seventh best team in 3A Division Two, and Newton is a twenty-five point favorite.
1: That's exactly what my spread is in the game.
0: This the isn't game. like. This isn't like. Uh, with Decatur and with uh, and Vega, where it's like, oh uh, well, one team's not
1: supposed to be here. Yeah, East, eight and six. Got East six Bernard's supposed to be here. Thirteen and one.
0: But and now, so look, if you are, and I, I feel like we're just crapping all over East Bernard, and I don't mean to do They're that. A great
1: team. They are a great team. We're really good.
0: And here's the path for victory. The path for victory is what. Um, Golly, who who beat Jefferson? Malakoff. Malakoff. What Malakoff did against Jefferson, which is you take the opening kickoff and you go on a nineteen play, mm-hmm. eleven minute touchdown yeah. drive, and you do not let them have the ball. Yeah. The problem is I just think Newton's defense, as good as we talk about as as much as They're we talk really about their good. offense, their defense so is really good, good too. Yeah. So, look, if it sounds like we're talking about Newton as a prohibitive favorite to win 3A Division two. it's because Newton's a prohibitive favorite to win 3A Division yeah. Yeah. Um But this game's going down at Texan Drive Stadium. Um, this is one of those games that, again, there's only a couple of them, but there's a couple that I would be absolutely stunned. Yes. If.
1: And we, uh, we've been saying all year, Newton's the one team. We'd be stunned if they, if they if lost, they lost the this year. Yeah. So, By the um, way, uh, cookies and milk in the third quarter at Texan Drive Stadium. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, cookies and milk. Try not, try not to fall asleep and take a nap during the fourth quarter of a game there. Golly. Fresh baked cookies, Tepper. Staying at 7 o'clock and staying in 3A Division 2. A spot
0: in the state championship is on the line at Vernon's Lions Stadium as the uh, Gunner Tigers part three. and the Canadian Wildcats just decide to do it again. Uh, new acquaintances. The third straight year that these two teams have, have gone at it. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and... I saw the, this game two years ago in Wichita Falls. Yes, and it was close. Gunner ended Canadians' long winning streak. Yes, they did. That was kind of Gunner's announcement to the world that we're here. we're here. Yeah, that
0: was the because I remember us talking about it here in the in the in the office and be like, whoa. Yeah. Like like we figured, Gunner's a nice story. Now they're running into Canadian. Now they'll get taught what where their place is. Mm-hmm. And now, since then, it's been Gunner who run the
1: world. Yeah, you Gunner because I mean? Gunner drilled Canadian. They drilled year. them last year. Yeah, Canadian had no answers for that. Uh, Dylan Dylan James D I L D Yeah, that He's back and and now. Unfortunately for Gunnar, the injuries have taken out some of his sidekicks, but mm-hmm. they still have the guy in Jantz, and that's, Canadian is going to be, they've got to slow him down, at least make make sure he's not busting off 90-yard runs. Now, or,
0: last week against Abernathy,
1: Canadian's defense looked real good. Yeah, they looked great. They, they uh, shut out Abernathy in the second half, had a big goal line stand, mm-hmm. um, had a couple of interceptions, they, they did a great job last week, so... Um, I you know do, they're they're you know Coach Ketting is going to have Canadian prepared. I do not think that
0: Gunner is as good as they were last year. Um, I, I hope I'm not going out on a limb here, but especially no. with the injuries m- m- mounting up, I don't think Gunner's as good as they were last year. No. Where's
1: Canadian though? As, it's hard to get a read. I think they're a little. I think they're better than last year. Case and Cavaliers got mm-hmm. another year under his belt. He's running the offense good, and I think if that defense keeps playing like they have been, I think they've got a shot in this one. But here's the,
0: th- here's the difference. Two things. One, Gunner can throw this year. Ethan Everson, their quarterback, has been really good, mm-hmm. uh, and I know the coaching staff is really excited about dusting off a couple of these plays that I think that they have saved up for now. Yeah. That they played Holiday, and I knew that they got in a, a big tussle with Lexington, and they had, to, they had to dial up some interesting things there, but um, I think they've been saving some stuff for right about now, mm-hmm. and for if they get into a title game against Newton. Um,
1: the other part of this, is i wonder about the mental edge oh yeah absolutely (laughs) i mean (laughs) and we'll talk about it with uh, denton ryan and highland park Mm -hmm. a little later but yeah there's the gunter right now has a mental edge and it is going to be absolutely crucial for canadian to get off to a good start and because that's what happened last year is last year the the gunner jumped out to like a 21 nothing lead in the first quarter and it was over yeah canadians got to dig in in the first quarter hang around Mm -hmm and give themselves some confidence. Give so them some, the, exactly. The first quarter is going to be key. Exactly. Because if Gunner comes out and they run off 14 straight, I wonder if that Canadian,
0: uh, uh, as, great go, of, as, as great of a coach uh, as Chris Ketting is, as great of, of as, as mentally tough as those kids tend to be, I think anybody, mm-hmm. anybody would look at that and go, well, it's going to happen again. Yep. So uh, that's uh, a super interesting game uh, yeah, for a spot. In Vernon, Texas. In also, Vernon, if you're in the Vernon area. Yes, exactly. And then rounding up the 7 o'clock slate, Seven o'clock Friday at the Pfield in <laughs> Pflugerville.
1: Well they're calling for me to come out there. The Pflugerville ISD was on Twitter calling me out, trying to get me to come down there. <laughs> the Yokum Bulldogs. They're back, and this time
0: an unfamiliar foe, mm-hmm. the Grandview Zebras. That's right. Who mm-hmm. stunned
1: My wife will kill me if I don't it's Zebras. Zebras. My wife will kill me if I don't um,
0: say zebras. The Grandview Zebras. Yes. Um
1: a stunning win over East Chambers? Yeah. The thing about Grandview in that game, they turned the ball over six times hmm. in the first half, I think, or in the, in, in the game, and still found a way to get the game to overtime and win the game. And, boy, Brad Davis, what a call there. They score a touchdown to go to make it 35-34, and Brad Davis goes for two, and uh, Dane Yance, the quarterback, uh, makes a play, and... uh they knock off East Chambers 36-35.
0: Another team, another game that, that I think is just so hard, so difficult to call because an, uh, in in, a, in another way, I think that maybe because a, another, another instance in which regions have personalities mm-hmm. and... Region three in three A Division one is wide open. Spread it around. Score. You know, we've got options. We got we got dudes who can who can run, and Yokum and, and rather Region four is physical, just hit you in the mouth type football. Yokum is. I don't. I hope I'm not going out on a limb here. I think Yokum's the more battle tested team here, going through that district, going through what they've been through. Um, I think that the way that they have gone
1: through it has been like. The, the last two weeks Goliad And then They blow out edna. Edna. To blow out Edna Yeah that was impressive It's really impressive I mean give Grandview credit let's, let's, I mean Grandview's playoff road Rockdale Yep Woodville Yep Franklin Yep what, The Franklin
0: the Frank one Franklin is probably the closest Yokum
1: is a more athletic Franklin Is that fair to say? Absolutely Yeah What a job Bo Robinson has done yeah. Because that, we thought Yoakum this year was going to be way down Yeah He's got those guys in a semifinal. Yeah.
0: And so now that they're, they're out there, my question is, how does the Yoakam offense defense match up against this Grandview offense, where Grandview's going to try to spread them out and run? And Yokum has athletes, but they have, the, they have the guys who are much more, they're physical athletes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say Grandview may have the speed advantage here. They've got dudes on the outside who can run. Granview's got some speed. Yeah. Their quarterback Jane, Dane
1: Jens has been great. Their running back Eli Golden. Um, they're Golden, to get... Golden's the, the backup running yeah. back. He was playing linebacker when uh, Tremaine Gillette, their the regular running back, got hurt and is out for the year. Mm-hmm. So um, credit to Granview for weathering the injuries. This too. is another very, very difficult game to call.
0: Um, I've gone back and forth on this about a couple of times. The computer has this as a pa Yokum by
1: one. I have it as a one-point spread as well. Yes. This is a pick'em game. This
0: is an unbelievable game. Really excited about this. That is going down 7 o'clock Friday at the Puffield in Pflugerville. Um, Brad Davis versus Bo Robinson is a tasty coaching matchup, too. Absolutely. Two guys who have been around the block a little bit yeah. and are going to dial up some fun stuff. So That rounds out the 7 o'clock slate. Let's move to 7.30 where we've got three games. Let's start at the smallest classification, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Legacy Stadium in Katy as the Silsby Tigers... Have dried themselves off <laughs> and will now take on the cuero gobblers this uh, is
1: my favorite game of the week I, I I'm super fascinated by this matchup it's really interesting. Silsby is another team with an uh an unconventional record. They
0: entered the playoffs at six and four um, and they have caught fire, and in a lot of ways um, they have caught fire, thanks in large part to uh their
1: defense just just really. Tightening up. Yes. A lot of, Silsby's got a lot of speed. They've got Their defense has been really good. And last week, they shut out West Orange in the second half. And that was a desperate West Orange team. West Orange is down by 10 at halftime. They've won four straight Region 3 titles. They hadn't lost to Silsby in 10 years. They were throwing everything they had at Silsby, and Silsby held them off. Yeah. So, um, super impressive job. In by the sideways rain. Smith. Yeah, that rain was. There, there was one photo the Chronicle had, or maybe the Beaumont Enterprise, of, of um, Darshan Turk. Uh, at the beginning of the game, running in for a touchdown, and and, uh, uh, and and it rained harder in the second half. That picture was taken in the first half. And apparently, it was ha- rained harder in the second half. It was a monsoon. Yes. Um. So this game, the the weather apparently will be better
0: in KD this week. Yes. Beautiful going up, going up be. against Cuero. Now, I another game that thanks to our friends at Texan Live, I got to watch a fair amount of Cuero and Navarro. And look, I know what Navarro is. Navarro is a lot more of a physical kind of lumbering slot T. team, slot T. They want to they want to outmuscle you. They're not known for their speed. But I was actually shocked at how fast Quero was. A ton speed. Oh my gosh. Like they were like Navarro was not coming close. To Jordan Whittington and Kieran Grant, they just weren't. It was not like it's not like they were missing tackles. It was like
1: you're three
0: feet away from me, and I'm
1: I'm like we're expanding the gap. It was amazing. Whittington had five carries Mm -hmm. for 101 yards, Mm -hmm. three touchdowns. Yeah, sure. Grant had eight carries, Mm -hmm. 106 yards, Mm -hmm. two touchdowns. (laughs) Just unbelievable numbers, and those guys. I mean, Querio got up like 34 nothing, and they were like, "All right, we're good." Hey, that, Grant and Whittington didn't. I don't think they had a carry in the second half. So Cuero,
0: for all we talk about Cuero, they have not been to a title game since two thousand four. And I was at that title game. Were you really?
1: That was a uh, Case Keenum leading Abilene Wiley. Yes, they did. Title
0: uh, wins their last title. Um, I I should probably pulled their championships. Robert, um, when Robert Strait was there, probably yeah, probably right. Um, let's 92? see. Cuero's last championship um, was nineteen eighty seven. Wow, 1987. They have not won a title since 1987. Wow. And I'm going to be honest. There's been another team that we'll talk about in a moment that we've been saying will take it to their effing grave if mm. they don't win it this year. This is the year that Quero's been waiting for. This is the team that Quero's been waiting for. But now they get a unique challenge in Silsby, a team that you could
1: make an argument. If you tell me, if you want to tell me that Silsby's as fast as Quero, I think Absolutely. I'd buy it. Yeah. I've seen. I saw Sillsby. I haven't seen him in real football, but seven on seven, they are fast.
0: And by the way, the winner of this game, I'll go out on a limb. We'll talk about the other game in a moment. They'll be favored in the title game. I think. The, I think the right side of the bracket will be favored over the left side yeah. of the bracket. This is,
1: I, I love that the, the clash of regions here with, mm-hmm. with the Golden Triangle versus South Texas. Mm-hmm. Love the matchup. I love the site. I think it's going to be a. Big crowd, yes, at the stadium. Silsby folk are hyped. Yeah, are. about I mean, this. I game. talked to Randy Smith uh, Saturday night, uh, just checking in to kind of get, to find out the location of the game, and it, it, they have like five thousand people in at Texan Drive on on Friday night in a driving um, rainstorm in a horrible weather. Yes, uh, I think they're going to have a. Big big crowd. Quero is going to show up. You don't got you got to tell people about Quero. It's going to it's going to be a fun atmosphere. It's going to be great. It's a great match. Yeah, I'm looking for. I'll I'll be keep this is the one on Friday night. I'll be keeping my eye on the most. I'm super intrigued by this game. Uh, So that is we can't go wrong. No, goes to state. I'm here for it. Yes. Quero goes to state. I'm here for it. I mean, we're we're good either way. It's on gonna this be game. great.
0: That is four A Division two. Now to four eight Division one. Seven thirty p.m. Friday night at CyFair FCU Stadium in beautiful Cypress, Texas, where the sun is always shining. Carthage Bulldogs riding a forty game winning streak, best in the state. Take aim at Liberty Hill. Um, and you mentioned to me, you said a little bit earlier uh, about Silsby Quero. this is the game that you're most fascinated by, this is the game I'm most fascinated okay. by. Um, Carthage, at this point, needs no introduction. Um, last week, they looked the part. They looked really, really good uh, in their win over over Henderson, and especially mm-hmm. defensively. Now, it's become an annual, tra- it's a, like a seemingly f-
1: twice-a-year tradition for Carthage to shut out Henderson. Last three years, I think Carthage and Henderson, and by the way, Henderson did get seven it was on the opening kickoff of the second half. Mm-hmm. That was their seven points. Henderson has scored an offensive touchdown on, on Carthage in like twelve quarters. Yes.
0: Um, so Carthage needs no introduction. They are uh, the they are the high school football program in Texas right now. Mm-hmm. Period. And that that as at any level they have to be respected that way. Going for their third straight title. Um, winners of forty in a row. Now they get Liberty Hill, and Liberty Hill has looked the part. Pretty much every single week this year. Mm-hmm. Now last week against Lavernia, they got a push. They did. And uh, it's it's causing me so I've been you know I've been caping for Liberty Hill all year. The slot T is a devil. I think the slot T is unbelievably tough to stop. They run it so well. Kyle Harrison has been a freak show, but Liberty Hill put the ball on the ground a lot last week. Yes.
1: That's a concern. And
0: that's a concern. But you hope they got it all out of their system. Yes,
1: because uh, don't do that against Carthage. No,
0: don't. Do, if you do that against Carthage, it's over. They will beat you. But there's something about this Liberty Hill team, the slot T, the way they operate, and the defense. By the way, the defense has been pretty good as well mm-hmm. for the most part throughout this year. I think. I think on paper, I'll put it this way. I think on paper, if you want to say Liberty Hill's a slight favorite, I would not argue with you. I think. in the computer has it probably. Let's see. The computer has this as um, Liberty Hill by six. Um, because Carthage has not been that super dominant team that we've expected them to be. Every no, year. they, they needed a, a couple of breaks to go their way against Midlothian Harris yes. two weeks ago. So. They did. So, they haven't looked, but at the same time, if you believe, like Mark Bendel from Wichita Falls writer told us on Texas Football Today, today, um... He said you can't fall into the Alito trap, which mm-hmm. is that teams get beat because they look across the field, they see what's written on the chest. Carthage will do that, folks. Yeah. If li- This is a first-quarter game. If this game is is, is 14-7 or something at, f- at the end of the first quarter, game on. Yeah. But there's also a chance it's 21 nothing Carthage, and it's over. That is what I'm most interested in, and I think it's a fascinating matchup.
1: The, the key for me is when I looked at this game and made my pick, I, I leaned to... I Man, Scott Surratt and that co- Carthage coaching staff have so much pedigree. I trust them to find a way to slow down the slot team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put my money behind Scott Surratt, and I—I don't think I'm going out on a limb there because no guys, the guys won more state titles than he's lost playoff games. That's unbelievable. Six state titles, five playoff losses. Let that uh, marinate for a second. I, I will. I've—I've I've been riding the
0: Liberty Hill train all year long, and I'll be honest. It would be a pansy's way out to hop off now. I'm gonna ride or die. I respect it. Uh, I'm gonna ride or die. I'll probably look stupid if Carthage wins that because they're like you picked against the team that had 140 in a row. What are you doing? Um, there's something about them. I just think this Liberty Hill team's got a shot. So it's a super interesting matchup. for um, a uh, division one, 7.30 p.m. Friday night. So that closes out. Or no, we got one more 7.30 p.m. 730 p.m. Friday night at Ferris Stadium in San Antonio, and now for something completely different. <laughs> the Fort Bend Marshall Buffaloes looking to push themselves into the state championship for the first time since... uh, They've never never won a regional title. Ever. Yeah. For the first time ever, will draw the Corpus Christi Cal Allen Wildcats. Who's the coach at Cal Allen? Um, It's Philip Danher. Ah. Uh, Philip Danher. It's the winningest coach in Texas high school football history, our friend Phil Danher. Um. And this He hates game, being called the
1: king. He hates he you. Hates being, he he hates, hates you. He hates Greg Topper. Um, this is... Does he still call you Greg Topper, or does he actually uh, get your name right
0: uh, now? I think... I don't know. I think he does. His, his, so,
1: I think... I've, I have befriended his wife. Okay. His, his, oh, his, look at you. He's, he's always... you got an angle. You've always got i an always
0: angle. got an angle. Uh, but I have befriended um, his wife, and I don't know if you know this. She's a sainted woman for putting it she, Oh, her. 100%. Um... um but I don't know if you um, you know who um, who his wife is Anita, his wife is the super at in Cal Allen. His wife's his boss. So in in every way, shape, or form, mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. wife's boss. So I I think and Anita likes me, and so I think that he's he's kind of calmed down. But in any case, let's let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Cal Allen and Fort Pitt Marshall. And uh, I don't know if you could um, I don't know if you could draw up two teams that are more starkly different than these two teams. Yeah. Fort Ben Marshall is athletes and dudes and wide-open spread, and let's get the ball to Devona Chain and do crazy things, and let's get the ball to Malik Hornsby and make highlight reel uh, things, and let's fly around defensively and do stupid, stupid, stupid things. Marshall is,
1: passes the eyeball test, and they make they insane
0: plays. They make insane plays. There's that. They are a walking highlight reel. There's that. And then there's Cal Allen. And Cal Allen runs the wing tee, and Cal Allen has a precisely zero guy's who uh, how many Cal allen guys would start for marshall <clears throat> two maybe
1: yeah two or three maybe two
0: there's there's some, they got some defensive guys who are studs yeah. they got some defensive guys and I like the fullback aj brown aj
1: brown would I don't, I don't think marshall uses the fullback in their no. system
0: um but these are two starkly different teams yes. who do different things but they're both here and they both got a shot. Cal Allen's been
1: super... Qual- after they started out a little slow. Yeah. They lost man, the game to... The Betts? Flower Bluff. A oh, Flower Bluff, that's right. And man, But since then, they've been rolling. They, yeah. they made a change at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put in... Uh, I think his name is Garza. Jarrett Garza, I believe is his name. Um, and since they inserted him in the offense, they, they've just taken off. He's kind of... Gives them much more of a dynamic running threat at the quarterback position. Yes. Um, but look, and, and and this is
0: the kind of thing that... If you want to, if you want to pick Fort Ben Marshall, I'm sorry. If you want to pick Cal Allen, and they are underdogs in this game, make no mistake. Yes, they are underdogs in this game. I think anybody in Corpus Christi would claim it as well. If you want to make the case, you say, "Well, you know what? It takes a lot of discipline to stop the wing tee. Stopping the wing
1: tee is easier said than done, and I don't think Fort Ben Marshall's seen it this year. I don't think they have either. So it's definite in in, in- these state semifinal games cal allen has not fared great they've only they've been to the state semifinals eight times eight or nine times a They ton. Only won twice right but in the two wins dana hurt they went in they were significant underdogs and then dana Hurd worked his magic against a much more athletic and physically gifted team mm-hmm. so the the template is set mm-hmm. and then there was one year i remember they played manville in the semifinals and we, we know manville right um and they were completely outmatched. And Danaher and that coaching staff worked up a tremendous game plan. And it, Manville needed a last-second field goal to win the game. You're exactly
0: right. This is – this is
1: um, It can be done. Danaher's done it. He has. Um, but this is going to be
0: like, can they force a couple turnovers?
1: Yeah, sure. they, It's the same thing with uh, East Bernard and Newton. Yes. Cal Allen's got to control, get the ball, score, hold the ball forever, limit Marshall's touches, and hope that in Marshall's limited touches they're not sharp – and they get an uncharacteristic three and out, where they put the ball on the ground mm-hmm. and you know, special teams. Blank. Six By the way, four
0: pen Mar- I watched that four pin Marshall Huntsville game.
1: Special teams, special teams are, teams are a problem. That is a weakness. So, so weakness. And Cal Islands are always razor sharp. Yeah. So those kind of things. Marshall's the favorite, like you said, and, and but there is a path to victory. I, I don't see as much of a path for victory for East Bernard, but I see a path for yes, victory for Cal. You Island. absolutely can. So um,
0: make no mistake, Marshall's the favorite, but. On a big stage, you never know what them booty holes going to do. Mm-hmm. And Cal Allen, you can get—I guarantee you—they won't flinch. They won't flinch, no, they won't flinch. if this if this game gets hairy. You one of these teams played, is going to flinch. And these one sophomores of went toe to toe with Alito at at and Exactly right. So that rounds out the seven thirty slate. There is two games at eight o'clock to round out Friday. Let's start 4 a Division Two. Eight o'clock p.m. at the start. The second game of the doubleheader. The Iowa Park Hawks.
1: What? What? Who?
0: The Iowa Park Hawks are in the state semifinals. Yeah, Aubrey
1: Sims is working some magic, man. <laughs> I can't, I can't even believe it. The Iowa Park Hawks are in the state semifinals. First time since 1970 S- against the- was our boss born in 19? Was was? Oh yeah, he's like 90. Yeah, he's 100 years old. Well, not not Mr. Campbell. i no. mean, no. Hockfelder. hawkfielder yeah, I don't know. know. He's, he's, he's he's old, as, old
0: as Dave, taking on the Pleasant Grove Hawks, the defending state champs. Eight o'clock Friday at the Fort Center in Frisco. And um, hey, uh, Matt Step. Um, how is Iowa Park here? <laughs> what? They, for all we talk about Decatur, but Decatur, we saw flashes when they beat Hershey. Iowa Park had first round cannon fodder written all over
1: them. Yeah, they they they, they started out the year one and four. A lot of injuries. Quarterback Trent Green was out, and he came back. And even you know their their defense really did a great job pressuring Glenn Rose's quarterback and and making him rush some throws, but they were still down twenty eight seventeen four. Mi- their, Iowa Park was down eleven with four minutes left mm-hmm. and came back and won the game. Uh, total credit to them and their and, and their kids for fighting through and believing. They're they're a run based team. They made a lot of plays in the passing game, um, but they're running into a Pleasant Grove team that's just Ple- Texas. Carolina Pleasant Grove's won ten straight in the playoffs? Josh Gibson has done a remarkable job with this program and, and they got down fourteen nothing to Pittsburgh last week mm-hmm. and I, Josh Gibson pulled his team together before the kickoff and i 've never seen him that animated. Josh Gibson is a nice nice guy he he' sometimes to a fault he is a he was incredibly nice guy he, he pushed the right buttons Friday night and laid into his team and read in the riot act and it was a different team after that and they 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 held off a really good Pittsburgh team, 44-41. And I'll tell you what, Bruce Garrett, that running back, is the real deal for Pleasant Grove. And I'll say it this time, I'll say it till, till for as long as I can, this is the best passing team out of the wing tee I've ever seen. They come out and they they will throw the ball as much as a spread team will. Mm-hmm. They 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 have no fear. So I love that about their offense. They are really hard to prepare for.
0: Yeah, Ben Harmon, their quarterback, has been
1: great. And he's a baseball player. Throws the ball really well.
0: This is this is a, a, a different this is a different team than Iowa Park's seen um, this year. And I feel like Pleasant Grove is again another team where th- they're they're going to enter as favorites. The computer has them as, 11 point, as an eleven point favorite. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Yeah. If you're Iowa Park. Um,
1: keep this cl- game. Do what you did against Glen Rose. Keep it close. Win at the end. Win this game in the fourth quarter. That's exactly what they did. And I, and I think that's the, the game plan here is k- stay within shouting distance mm-hmm. and then pull something out in the fourth quarter. And we'll, yes, we'll see if they can do it.
0: Uh, it'll be really really interesting. That's going on eight o'clock Friday night at the Star in Frisco. The other game at AT and T Stadium in Arlington, five A Division two spot at the eight, and it's title game on the line. Eight o'clock Friday at AT and T Stadium
1: as the Alito Bearcats take on. The Wichita Falls Rider Raiders. i I was talking to Zach Duncan from the Times Record News, and he was like, "Man, I did not think we'd have two. Sem- he's like, got two, he got two semifinals. He got Iowa Park and Rider playing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So he, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna be working hard at that, that newspaper this weekend. And, um, and-
0: man, another guy in Mark Bendel. We had him on the show. He's a great. And guy. Mark Bendel's a great guy, and he's a funny guy, and he's a he's a, he is not what you think of when you think of Wichita Falls. Uh, Wichita Falls football. Like, when I think of Wichita Falls football, I think of, like, rough and tumble, mm-hmm. like, gruff guys who are just, you know, yeah. they're out here,
1: they want to. Leo Britton, those yeah. guys that were there. Those guys. Wing T guys. He's just kind of a bubbly guy who just, hey, we're <laughs> playing some football, baby. I-, I mean, this in the most serious way. Mark Biddle's a goofball. A, and I love him for it. A, he, is, he is a goof. Follow him on Twitter. He's a he's great fun. follow on Twitter. I interviewed him at, co- at the Coach's clinic, and he was just you know, oh, you know, he's just he's he's got a lot of personality. He's yes. he's he's fun to deal with. He is he is a lot of fun to deal Alito with. Alito is not fun to deal with. They are
0: not. And <laughs> by the way, this is the third time in three years they're meeting in the playoffs. Certainly, this the, the first time they're meeting in the semifinals. Yes, uh, but. Uh, the first two times did uh, didn't go well. Uh, they uh, they didn't they didn't go great, buddy. Um, I believe uh, they they were like fifty point wins for Alito. Yeah. Now, this is a better Rider team. Obviously, yeah. they're here. a young
1: team. Riders gonna
0: be around. So their sophomore quarterback Jacob Rodriguez has decided to be one of the best players on the planet in mm-hmm. the playoffs. He was unbelievable last week against Lubbock Cooper. Um and and look, this is an Alito team that's not a Jonathan Gray buzzsaw. They no. are great, but they are not invincible. No, they they do not have this air of invincibility
1: that nobody's going to beat them, and that is what is that's what makes this a little bit intriguing. Alito's a significant favorite, but I, but Ryder, I don't, I think Ryder will play him tough, and I think Ryder's going to come into this game with a different mentality, and and I think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at Alito. Yes, and we'll we'll see what happens. That's that's it. exactly what's going to be. Yeah. Is that, look, Ryder's a favorite, but
0: weird things happen, and if you're right, if you're Ryder. House money, man. Yeah. Anything you got. Yeah. Anything you Quite got. Out. That rounds out Friday. We now have Saturday, oh, and we've yeah. already gone for an hour. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll. This is the last podcast. It's our gift to you. Our gift to you is that we're going to nerd out for an extra. Yeah. We start at that same building. Just, Only just, six games on Saturday. Just go ahead and, and pull up a cot. Bring a cot at I'll AT&T Stadium. Noon, Saturday, 5A Division One, Battle of Unbeatens. The Denton Ryan Raiders and the Highland Park Scots. And if you
1: feel like you've seen this movie before, it's because you have. Third time in three years. And I think, we, just like with Gunner Canadian, yeah, is Highland Park in Denton Ryan's head yes. at this point. Um, how is, we were talking about this with, uh, we mentioned
0: Mark Bendel and, and the Alito thing. And we had him on the show and he mentioned the, the, the Alito trap. Uh, you can't fall into the Alito trap. Highland Park's a perfect example of that. You go back to last week at the start, and oh, it's, it is it is 35-14. John, John, oh, Tyler John Tyler with 10 minutes left, basically, it's like 10 minutes left. And Highland Park scores, and then about 45 seconds later, they get an interception. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, and boy. I remember thinking,
1: Highland Park's winning this game. Yeah. So get this. Once so, that
0: train gets rolling,
1: yep. it doesn't stop. So I was at the Shadow Creek Foster game, and I happened to be sitting next to three scouts from Highland Park. During the game. And when it was 35-14, they were pretty much – they they pretty much stopped working. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> Why, oh well, yeah. our season's done. Why are we scouting a team we don't and have to worry you, about? And you hear them go, Oh, hey, we scored a touchdown. I'm like, okay, 35-21. And then you hear – we just got an interception and then they all scrambled to start working again because they're like they're, they're like, we're gonna win this game. We're gonna win this game. That, 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 that the 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 junior high coaches in Houston scouting the game. Mm-hmm. Like this is we win these games.
0: So and now they did. and they did so credit and, to them. And Chandler Morris is a stud. And again, if you're looking if if you haven't seen Chandler Morris and you're thinking, Oh, he's another John Stephen Jones, you're wrong. He's not another John Stephen Jones. He is not the runner that John Stephen Jones was. He's not the like creative playmaker that John Stephen Jones was, like the um, the Tony Romo... Yeah, John Steven
1: Jones had a lot of Romos. Pull
0: the rabbit out of your hat type thing. He doesn't do that. But he is a coach's kid through and through. Yes, He is all footwork and he is all accuracy. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. He's the perfect Highland Park quarterback in that regard. Um, now, they Highland Park draws Denton Ryan. Again. And Craigway is 100% convinced that Denton Ryan's going to win this game he has told me over and over he goes he go, and he said the difference is the defense the defense is a lot better and you know what he's right he's not wrong yeah. that defense is suffocating and by the way they are peaking right now this defense is playing its best ball Back-to-back right shutouts. now against good offenses they have shut down people so but i think again on paper if you want to say that ryan's a favorite i'm okay with it ryan uh, is a three-point favorite, according to c- computer. But you wonder between the ears. Mm-hmm. Because twice in a row, I think Ryan has entered thinking, this is the year we're going to beat him. Mm-hmm. In 2016, Spencer Sanders got hurt, and things got a little bit different. Yeah. And you wonder how that game goes if it, it wasn't that. 2017, Ryan definitely thought they were beating Highland Park.
1: And Highland Park kicked their rears. They, that was, they, dominated, they that dominated that game. They dominated
0: them from stem to stern. Yeah. Here's another instance. Ryan's the favorite. Can they... Make the plays. And and by the way, you were tweeting about it during that Highland Park game. Highland Park, I think I've described this as somebody else too. They are a movie, they are a horror movie villain. Okay? If you're up on them, mm-hmm. you better keep scoring. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing. Ask Manville if there's yeah. such thing as too many points against Highland Park. You, you,
1: you keep scoring. Every... You put your foot on the gas yeah. and you go. Yeah.
0: And because they will the moment you couple. slow
1: down is the moment they take they, they switch they flip the script. And you will not get it back. Nope. So a fascinating game. Noon Saturday.
0: So many storylines. I'm really excited about it. So it's, it's gonna be a good day at the ATT. It's be a great day. Uh, meanwhile, let's matriculate to the other uh, pro football stadium in in uh, Texas. S- two PM Saturday at NRG Stadium in Houston. A spot of the six A Division One state championship game, the big one. The Galena Park North Shore Mustangs take on the Lake Travis Cavaliers, and let's take a moment to meet. Here, go ahead and let's gather. Hold, let's move over here. Move over to this other table. Uh, let's go. Okay, here we are. We're at our other table. Uh, thank you for coming to this meeting of the Garrett Wilson Appreciation Society. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your favorite things about Garrett Wilson?
1: I like how he catches the ball I, I like how he runs fast and I like how he's really good at football I also like how he can be a shutdown corner when not playing corner just by putting him out there right. okay let's move out to the other table. okay Garrett Wilson's a freak show he's and 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 I don't know if Lake Travis beats Judson last week without him uh, uh, here's my, my my note to John Kay at North Shore. Um, don't play single coverage press man on Garrett Wilson. Don't
0: single him up. He will take it personally. Yes. Um that is that was a remarkable, remarkable win for for Lake Travis. Against a Judson team that I I will I will continue to believe is one of our great sports mysteries this year is what exactly was that Judson team? Were they the product of a of a of an, a down schedule? Were they actually great and they played a bad game?
1: Um I it, hate to say I, I called this in my preview, but go back and look at my preview. Mm-hmm. I don't. Tr- I did not trust Judson in big games. In the sixteen penalties, poor time management, mm-hmm. fumble kickoffs, it's just little things. Just, just those things add up so much against a team like. Lake but
0: Travis. you give you give credit to Lake Travis, uh, especially offensively. The defense was okay, and that's kind of the book on Lake Travis. Is their defense is okay? Hudson
1: Card's playing really
0: well. He's now. playing really well. He's got Garrett Wilson. Who yeah. The groin injury does not appear to be bothering him. He looks to be 100. percent They've got playmakers upon playmakers upon playmakers. Well, now you're going up against the team that has been christened as
1: the the new kill, the new
0: killing machine.
1: In yeah, six this out. is this is the new 88 Carter, 85 Yates, yep. 83 Dangerfield. This is a team that in Houston. That, this is the team that's got the buzz. This is the team that everyone's this talking is, about. You know when Allen had Kyler Murray, they had they had the buzz. Mm-hmm. North Shore has the buzz in H Town right now. I was at their game Saturday night and there was a buzz in yes. NRG State. They had a huge crowd. They were saying they were saying, Come on, come on, we gotta go watch we gotta go watch North. Yes, Shore. they're the team that everybody's like, we gotta go watch these guys. We've got to watch these guys. And they're they're fun to watch. And Matrius Davis is <sighs> fun. I watch I watch a lot of this game. And he's fun. Here's the highest
0: compliment I can pay North Shore. They were playing a defending state champ. In Cypher, who, by the way, had stomach for the fight. They didn't come in and lay down. No, Cypher played a great they game. They played a great game, and they had a good game plan. That game was 24-14 at halftime, and I was watching that game. My mom was over. We were hanging out with Hank, and um, we were, um, that game was over. And my mom was like, oh, oh, I really want North Shore to win. Like, you know, she, she, she likes – Cypher won the title. She always wants the new team to win. That's yeah, just a very mom way of like going about sports. Thing, yeah. I want the I new hope, team to I win. I hope both teams are having fun. Exactly right. I hope they get orange slices at halftime. But in any case, I want – you know, I want North Shore. They've been such a fun story, and I like that coach. I saw him interviewed once. He seems like a nice guy. And I told her, you don't got to worry about this. It's a 10-point game. And I was like, mm-mm, there's no way. It never felt like – No. Cypher. And that's was a in the game. great Cypher team. Yeah. And they they <laughs> uh, here is here is why I think North Shore continues to be uh, a dominant force. And it's not just it, it's that they can beat you if one of their uh, units is having an off day, the other unit can pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. Okay? Go back to the to the regional semifinal against Katie. The defense, uh, they got they got they got beat a little bit. Yeah, they did. They got beat a little bit. And the off, you know, the um uh but but the offense picked it up. Picked it up. Um, the Cypher defense gave the offense a little bit of trouble sometimes. Yeah. You know they, they had a couple of uncharacteristic three and outs and stuff like that. Defense said forced a turnover at the one yard line. Defense said don't worry about this, we got this. And they bode up. This North Shore team looks complete.
1: That is the compliment I can pay. they so man, Here's the funny thing: is they were they were not happy with their performance. They just beat a state champion thoroughly by, by 17. seventeen points, and they were pissed. They felt like they played a, t- a crap game. It's unbelievable. so, um,
0: this is, so if you're, But here's the thing, though. Here is what, and, and I love John Kay. Lake Travis has something that Galena Park North Shore doesn't. They got Hank Carter. Mm-hmm. And that coaching staff, they're wizards. And last year, they looked overmatched against Katie going into that game in the semifinal. This exact spot. And what happened? They, they came out and they had a perfect game plan for yeah. them. I wonder what they're going to dial up. Make no mistake, North Shore is the favorite, okay? And it feels weird to say that in a game involving Lake Travis. But um, I'm very interested to see what wrinkles Lake Travis comes out with against North Shore and if they can get North Shore chasing. That is a big key. If they jump out on top of them, we haven't North Shore North hasn't Sh- been in that spot all year. They have not had to chase. Yeah. If Lake Travis can come out and land a punch early, This game gets really, really interesting. That is the 6A Division I semifinal. The other one going on 4 o'clock Saturday at at and Stadium in Arlington. A battle of unbeatens. The Duncanville Panthers and the Allen Eagles. Um, I mean, there's a lot here. There's a lot here, and we'll talk about it I mean, ad nauseum on the site. Um, But... uh, um, This is going to be big. Can we talk about... First of all, the the oddity of both 6A Division I semifinals pitting teams that won by the exact same score against one another. I know, isn't that weird? That's so bizarre. Both Allen and Duncanville beat their teams 51-7. to And both did them in different ways. Allen, this game was 10 nothing against Midway at halftime. And you start cocking an eyebrow and going uh, you guys gonna wake up? Because Midway was a team that the week before had come back from a huge, huge deficit. Uh, and then Allen hit the Jets, and the offense got humming, and it never. And then it was it was fate complete from there. Yeah, there was that fifty-one to seven. There's that fifty-one seven. And then there's Duncanville, guys. Wow. Guys, we do not see Southlake Carroll get overmatched.
1: Not often. It's been I can't remember. It's the,
0: last. the worst playoff loss in Carroll history. Yep. And it was a thrashing. It, could, and it That could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. But this Duncanville team, holy cow! And it's funny because they have been doing this to everybody. Mm-hmm. They've been doing this to everybody, but we've just been like, uh, okay, like, but it's, you know, it's they're are they really that good? Like, is that is that team really that good? I bought in whole hog. Yeah, I mean. If you want, if you you are holding off on jumping aboard the Duncanville bandwagon, I understand it. You could make an argument that they hadn't played necessarily the toughest schedule. Well, what do you do with 51-7 over Carroll?
1: Yeah, that's stunning.
0: So now comes the interesting moment where you have a supremely talented defense. Supremely talented defense. And, by the way, an offense that is... Really humming along and in Duncanville. Jackson. He's special. Going up against Allen. And Allen needs no introduction. They got Grant Tisdale. They got Theo Weiss. They got, the, got the big offensive line. The big bad wolf. They're the big bad wolf. What, in a row. what happens when they collide? And I am so fascinated in another game I have No idea! No idea! I think I give
1: the edge to Allen because of big game experience. Yeah. How can you pick against Allen? I mean, that's about it. I, I, that's the thing is I know Duncanville's got the resume now. They have the bullet point. They've shown it all year, but man, it's so I cannot until Allen shows it. It's mm-hmm. hard to pick against. That's guys. exactly it. You you want, you want to know what's so funny? Computer, pick them. Yeah, Duncanville it's, and Allen. It's <clears throat> I cannot wait for this game. All the all the I was talking to all the sports writers from uh, like Amarillo and Longview. That are coming in for the nightcap, which we'll talk about in a minute. They all said to a man, "We're getting to the stadium at three thirty. We Heck want to yeah. see Allen Duncan. Heck yeah! We want to, see, and it's going to be. <clears throat> it's, I don't think there's going to be a record-setting crowd. In the morning news kind of speculated it might set a set a record. It's not going to be fifty-four thousand. No, but 30, it's going to be thirty-five 30, forty, thirty-five thousand. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the kind of atmosphere that I'm here for in a state semifinal game. It's going to be a big atmosphere. I lean to Allen just because of pedigree. Of pedigree. But Duncanville winning is not going to shock me in the least. That is a that is an elite team in Duncanville. This is this is kind of re- reminiscent of the Allen DeSoto showdown mm-hmm. in, the, in the semifinals. It really in a couple is. Years. This is very similar. It really is. It's fascinating. But Duncanville's got a Duncanville's DeSoto, but I think at a little bit bigger level because mm-hmm. Duncanville's a bigger school. They've got a bigger fan base, a bigger band. This is going to be everything big about Texas High School. Fo- so I mean, people forget Duncanville's got an enrollment of over 4,000. Dude, it's a big
0: school. Dude, and this is the Duncanville team that we've been waiting on. Yeah. Like, so. basically, ever since Reggie Samples got
1: there, we've been waiting for this. We thought we'd see it last year, and Duncanville got upset by Trinity, and now we're fine. We've been waiting two years for this game. God, I'm so fired up. Man. Yeah. That's, two, that's four o'clock Saturday at AT&T
0: Stadium. Let's go down to Houston now. Four o'clock Saturday, Katie's Legacy Stadium. A spot in the 6A Division II title game is on the line as the Beaumont Westbrook Bruins take on the Austin Westlake Chaparrales or what's left of them.
1: Well, I will say what's left of them on
0: defense is oh my pretty gosh. good. Okay. Well, we were talking a little bit about her, a little bit earlier about how. Um, so there isn't there some something like in science and uh, I'm really talking out of my rear end right now well, about how science now if you it, lose uh, one of your senses your other senses get stronger. Yeah,
1: I've heard that. You've before. heard
0: that before. Yeah, that's what happened with Westlake. Is that now the defense has been really good all year long, really good. They are now without Taylor Anderson, their quarterback. They're without Trip Graham, their running back. They're without their backup running back. Yeah, they're down to running mate three. They're without their starting center. Yeah, they are. Absolutely decimated off by by offensively by uh, by injuries. So they just shut out Brandeis.
1: You just say, you know what? We, don't, we we're really struggling on offense, so we're just going to allow Brandeis to have three first downs and fifty-four yards for the game. It was a
0: suffocation. Yeah, suffocation, and the defense has been. Superb. And we knew it was going to be superb. Back-to-back shutouts for Westlake. Remember, remember they did this to Lake Travis earlier. Yeah. This, this defense has been fantastic. So now they go up against Beaumont Westbrook. And look, if you want
1: to say, yeah, you did that against Brandeis...
0: I understand. Brandeis is not was not a juggernaut. They're they,
1: were lucky to be there because Brownsville yes. Hanna should have beat them the week yes. last week. Honestly. it was,
0: but they did not. They did not have a ton of offensive weapons. Um, you know, th- this was not a team that was necessarily like this world beater type team. Westbrook's
1: got some dudes. Yeah, Larevian Ali, their quarterback is yeah. awesome. That's that's he's he's three year starter. He's been doing. He's put up huge numbers the last three years. He is a dynamic dynamic playmaker. Now, I'm a little worried. Westbrook running – Elia's sidekick, Robert McGrew, mm-hmm. uh, got dinged up against Side Creek. He only had seven carries for five yards. And I think after after the halftime, he didn't play in the second half. So I'm a little in, in, interested in that because without McGrew, all the attention's on Elia. And I think if it's just Elia, I think the Westlake defense can, can, can key up on and it. up. But if you have McGrew now, all of a sudden they're a little more dynamic, and you can't just focus on one guy. So that's, that's going to be that, that's the key to me in this matchup is is, is McGrew healthy to give Elia that one two. The, the thing for Westbrook, they gotta
0: they gotta hit home runs. Yeah. Because you are not going to sustain long drives
1: against Westlake. The no, defense is too not. good. And Westlake's Westbrook's not balanced enough. They don't throw no. the ball all that well, so they're gonna have to pop big plays in the ring. They gotta game. pop big plays. This is a fascinating
0: matchup because it's like Westlake is playing shorthanded because their offense I mean if their offense musters now Westbrook's defense is not amazing.
1: No, they played their best, probably their best game of the year last week yeah. against Side Creek. They, 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 had a, they forced multiple turnovers, had an interception return for a touchdown. But, but uh, if the, let's put it this way. If the Westlake
0: offense score, gets you 28 points, that would be an
1: awesome result for Westlake.
0: They win the game. The question is going to be about what happens when this really kind of home run-hitting Westbrook offense goes at this Westlake defense that's playing so well right now. Spot in the title game is on the line. Very, very interested in that. That's 6A Division 2. Two more games. Nice doubleheader in Katie oh, yes. this week. You don't, you don't have to go to NRG.
1: No, you go don't. to a Friday game and San Saturday game. Sand the, San the Burbs.
0: 6 o'clock Saturday at NRG Stadium in Houston. A 5A Division 1 state semifinal between, as we all predicted, the San Antonio Wagner Thunderbirds <laughs> and the Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks. Yep, Just like we it. predicted mm-hmm. in the magazine. Please don't check. Mm. Everything's great. We had it. That's what we did. I, um, Shadow Creek. <laughs> man. <laughs> I mean, like, there does come a point where you do have to take a step back and, like, admire what
1: Shadow Creek has done. Like, we've been saying it every week.
0: We've been saying it every week. 14-0. Like, and 0. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I don't
1: want to hear the naysayers. Oh, they got all the Mamble kids, blah, blah, blah. Yes, so they're all still – this is their first year. And they have half of the Mamble kids or whatever percentage it is. And they're still getting it done. And I love the mental toughness of the Shadow Creek team. Yeah. They've been – down in some games early and came back and won. They've allowed teams to come back from big leads yet found a way to win. Last week against Foster, they're down 21-7 and they look dead. Mm -hmm. And Jamarian George puts the cape on. Three second half touchdowns. The Shadow Creek run defense, which was was great. They forced Foster to be one dimensional. They couldn't throw the ball at all in the fourth quarter. Credit to those guys. Brad Butler and that staff has done a great job. And I think this is a good matchup for them. Mm Mm-hmm. They've been good against the run all year. Guess what? That's what Wagner does.
0: Wagner is going to run the ball. Um and George, by the way, listed on our questionnaire at uh, five six one forty five. He is. He is. He's got a little De'Art King. In a, the a week sure. a, in a week where uh, a quarterback who's too small won the Heisman Trophy. Um,
1: it's it's it's, it's, you watch it's him awesome He, he him. reminds me of De'Art King in a lot of ways. He's a, he's just a little water
0: bug. Yeah. little water bug out there. Um, and look. This is if, if you if you're looking for a book on on San Antonio Wagner, they are going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. L.J. Butler, Carlton Black, they run that kind of flex bone flex bone offense. Uh, they're going to grind it out. They are big and physical up front. If you looked, they beat Mission Veterans Memorial last week, and um, they're offensively. I mean, both sides of the ball.
1: They were just a lot bigger than Mission Veterans yeah, Memorial. Yeah. I mean, it was staggering. The Thing about Wagner is they. St- I, I want to see how how they respond... Because Wagner has not played... They've played one game this year against someone who physically could match up with them. That was against Judson, and they lost. They lost. And granted, they lost by seven, but they lost. I want to see how they respond in a playoff atmosphere against a team... That, number one, is going to physically match up with them. That's not going to be, that's going to be just as fast as they are and is not going to back down. Mm-hmm. Wagner's been able to bully people in yes, a lot of ways in Region 4. They, 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 they bullied Mission Dutch yeah, more or less. They're week. not going to be able to bully yeah. Shadow Creek. No. So I want to see how they react in that situation. It's
0: really, really interesting. I know San Antonio would love to get a team into a, into a title it's game. They've
1: struggled, man. San Antonio, they, they have struggled recently. Yeah. The last couple – Austin, especially in 6A, has had their number. Yeah, they have.
0: So – That is going down 5A Division 1. That is 6 o'clock Saturday at Houston's NRG Stadium. We will, at that point, at probably about 9 p.m. on Saturday, we will have punched 23 tickets to AT&T Stadium in Arlington. We will punch one more. 8 o'clock Saturday at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. The Amarillo-Tascosa Rebels. Who? Take on the Amarillo-Tascosa Rebels. What's What's this area code up there? 806 That's still 806 Lubbock and They both have 806 Yeah yeah. 806 coming to AT&T To take on The Longview Lobos And First of all There was a person On Twitter Who shall not be named Who was talking about how Tascosa beat Haltom Because of the weather Guys Tascosa didn't beat Haltom Because of the weather The weather was fine Tascosa beat Haltum because Tascosa played better than Haltum. Haltem's a great team. I love Michael Black. We love what Jason Tucker's done. He needs to be in the conversation for Coach of the Year. But the bottom line is, that Amarillo Tascosa, won the matchup up front, and that has been the name of the game for them. Another flexbone team, another team that's going to run the ball. King Doru and Joseph Plunk—they're going to run the ball. And this is a big physical team that wants to bully you. That's that's kind of the way uh, that they do that they do business, and and you can understand why you know how they how they win these games. Okay, so that's Tascosa. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about it. We have talked about this for a long time, about how basically ever since Temple and Cedar Hill lost in the first round, we started using a phrase around here about Longview, hmm. which <laughs> is, if they don't at least play for a title, they will take it to their effing graves. Well, they're, and 48, they're 48 minutes They're away. 48 minutes away in a game that, let's be honest, they're favored in. In their favor, the computer has them as 18-point favorites. I know. I think they're the favorite. I know you think they're the favorite. They are 48 minutes away.
1: Yeah, they got to get it done. And I was a little worried last week. Oh boy, it was scoreless zero, at halftime. Zero at halftime, I was like, oh boy, Westfield's lured Longview into their game. Credit to Longview; they won. Oh, they won a game. They won what? They beat Westfield at their own game. They did. They on bullied Saturday. them. And that defense is starting to play well. Mm-hmm. But that, that flex bone that Tascosa runs is a really unique challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh Joseph it's it's a matchup of coaches' kids at quarterbacks too, mm-hmm. with Joseph yeah. Plunk and, and Hans King. King. Um Plunk is you know, running that flex bone really well. They've got enough playmakers. Um so I, I think it's gonna be one of those things where um I'm interested to see how Longview's defense, with a five days to get ready for that offense, how that how they respond and what they how what they get done. We're on premium, right? We can be candid about
0: this? We can, this. Be, candid, we can yeah. be candid about this? I don't know how Tascosa stops Longview. Tascosa has never been a team with a great defense. No. All year long, they've been a team that has relied on kind of outscoring people. I don't know how Tascosa slows down Longview. I don't know how they keep Longview under about 42, right? This feels like Longview's going to be able to move the ball yes. on Tascosa. The question is, on the other side, can they come up with a couple of stops? The other thing and i i just hate to keep mentioning it but it's all mental man longview was here last year
1: and the, you on, know
0: that's in their back the on head. the doorstep right there the, the door way. is open all they have to do is walk through it and they couldn't do it yeah. and you like and, and and look i've said before and, and and we we may be a little bit sometimes too effusive in our praise of coaches if you give me my choice of coaches for one game, John King's pretty high up on there.
1: He's the most John King guy we know. He's
0: the John Kingest ever. <laughs> Can he get his kids focused and ready to roll to take care of business in a game that, again, I can't stress enough, they're favored. Yeah. They're big favorites. You, I don't know if they were favored last year against Midway. He was, I think Midway is probably a slight favorite. Probably a small actually. favorite, yeah. maybe a pick em type thing. Um, they are favorites. And arguably significant ones. Longview should win this game. Tascosa is 100% good enough to do it. That if they mess around, Tascosa is going to win this game. A spot at AT AT&T Stadium awaits for the winner here.
1: I think, sorry to interrupt you, but I think because of what happened last year, missing that field goal at the last seconds... I think they'll be focused. I think that's gonna that that missed field goal is getting so close last year. Here's here's another thing that's interesting, and and
0: we will get out of here because we've we going for like an hour and a half. The rest of Longview's games in 2018 will be inside. And last week it felt like, oh boy, is Westfield going to pop a big play? Mm-hmm. And they remember they did have a touchdown called back on a pretty obvious pass interference call. Um, that you go, oh no. Is this it? Is, the, is it going to be weather? Is it going to be all these things and stuff like that? The rest of these are indoors. And you remember, they already have played one game indoors against Prosper. And they, on a fast track, yeah. Longview is frightening. Mm. They are frightening. Um, this is Tascos is 100% good enough to do it. If they can find something defensively, if they can get Longview to put the ball on the ground a couple times, they can absolutely do it. But Longview. To your effing graves, guys. Yep. Yep. it is. It, it is, is, is laid year. out for you. This is the year. It is laid out for you, and there could
1: be fifty thousand Longview fans at AT and T Stadium next Saturday oh, night. I think. I think as of Monday evening, there's already nine charter buses full. It's gonna be fun. That is the twenty games. We did yeah, it. Yeah, I will be. At, I, I, I'm gonna be at thirty percent of the games played this weekend. <laughs> So Thursday, I'm going to Waco for uh, Mason St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. I'll tell Max to bring you some kolaches. Mm-hmm. So we are going to talk. Please the West. do. Uh, Friday, I'll be at the Star. The Star. The Star. Probably won't have time for Connie Rosso pregame, but I will see Brock and Malakoff in Pleasant Grove, Iowa Park. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be at AT and T on Saturday for the triple header. Denton Ryan, Highland Park, Duncanville Island, Longview, Tascosa. Let's and see. I'm hoping my buddy Lance Lonnert from Amarillo brings me Donut Stop Donuts to enjoy in the press box. Paging Lance, Lance Lonnert. Um I'll, anyone else from Amarillo listening to the podcast yeah, wants really. to bring me donuts. Actually, just bring 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 a couple dozen. I'll bring I'll bring a dozen into the office for, for you Thank guys. Thank you. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Thank we you. will be work, by the way, we will be working all weekend long. Yes. Uh we'll be here at the office. Sunday, I'm uh, so I'll be at games. You mm-hmm. guys will be I I'll, I'll be having fun Saturday while you're Well guys have the games there. on the TVs, watching Texan yeah. Live. But I'll be uh I'll be coming into the office
0: on Sunday. We'll be toiling night. away. Yeah. Um and uh worship. but we will be but Monday morning, the state oh, preview boy. goes live. Get ready for
1: Dude, it. We're going to have our own link again? It is... Yeah, dude. Just go to texasfootball.com Texasfootball.com It'll be there. This we'll is, tweet it out. This is just the best
0: freaking week of the year.
1: Next week is. We're going to blow it out at state. It's going to be so big and stupid. So we're going to have the preview online mm-hmm. and then we'll have a, vi- uh, a podcast. Podcast each day. Each day. With me and you previewing the day's action. Mm-hmm. And then instant recaps after every game with myself, Max, Ishmael. The whole team will be on site at mm-hmm. at Stadium. It's going to be If you've never
0: seen us do state championship coverage, think about how crazy we are about like, I don't know, week eight of the Texas high school football season. Imagine that for the biggest event of the year where there's only 12 games to focus on. Yep. We agree. blow it out huge. We're, uh, we, we will, we're, it's going to be awesome. TexasFootball.com will have everything. And that is going to conclude the season's worth of Tep and Step. Um, thank you. Thank you for being Thank you for us. being Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. If there's things you'd like us to improve on next year, please let us know. Tweet at both of us. I'm at Tepper. He's at Matt underscore Step up at 817. Uh, but that is going to do it for us. Um, go to a game this weekend. Go to 9. Watch on Texan Live. Yeah. And then TexasFootball.com Monday morning. And let's freaking party. By the way, if you're at State, uh, we might be you'll you'll see me wandering around. I'll be the one in the suit because I gotta kind of be mobile. You'll be, uh, I'll be in the bunker. I'll be in the, the bunker. bunker. So we'll see. But in any case, Max loves surprise hogs. Uh, that's gonna do it. Thank you guys for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. One more time, we love you very much. Uh, and Step, thank you for your courage. Thank you, sir. We will see you at State. Woo! It's TexasFootball.com.